Welcome to Conversations on Healthcare with Mark Maselli and Margaret Flinter. This week from a primary care clinic inside Rivnia, Ukraine, we welcome Dr. Katerina Pochtar, who says between frequent air raids and trips to the bomb shelters, they are determined to provide continued health care to their patients. My patients are scared. They are crying in my office. As for me, I am not scared, but I worry about my family. And we end with a bright idea, improving health and well-being in everyday lives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Maselli and Margaret Flinter. The whole world is watching Ukraine as Russian President Putin's invasion defies all international norms. Beyond the diplomatic and military crisis, there's also a severe humanitarian and healthcare situation we must all recognize and try to deal with right now. And here to help us understand is Dr. Katerina Pushtar a primary care physician in the Western Ukraine city of Rivnia, where she works in a large clinic, what we might think of in the United States as a community health center. We are so delighted to have her here today. Dr. Pushtar, it goes without saying, but it must be said, our thoughts and prayers are with you and your fellow Ukrainians. Let's start and have you tell the audience of where you are right now and what does it look like outside Perhaps just set the scene for us so we can have a better understanding. Hello, everyone. My name is Katerina Pichtar, Katya Fushot, and I'm grateful for you for the invitation here. And thanks for your prayers and thoughts about Ukraine. I live in Rivne, and as you said, I work in the clinic as a primary care doctor. There is a war in Ukraine. Russia is attacking our country. They are bombing our cities, are killing our people, are killing our children. The houses are destroyed. Hospitals are destroyed. Kindergartens are destroyed. Compare with the southern and eastern part of Ukraine, Rivne is a safe place at the moment. Our medical center is safe. There is the bomb shelter in the ground floor. My colleagues and me keep doing our best to take care of our patients. Everyone is on his her workplace. When we hear an air alarm, we go downstairs to the bomb shelter. Patients and medical staff are staying in the bomb shelter as long as it is needed. Then we come back to our offices and continue. And again, and again, we work, hide, work, hide. My patients are scared. They are crying in my office. As for me, I'm not scared, but I worry about my family. Mm. I'm thinking about them all the time. My parents and my brother and his wife and little son are in small town Enerhodar. There is a nuclear power plant there. Russians are 
just on the entrance of this city. People are hiding. It's unbelievable. Nuclear power plant. It is so dangerous to attack this town. But anyway, my kids are with their grandmother in the village, also hiding. I can't see them. I can't hug them. I can't kiss them. They need my love and support so much, but I'm so far. This is how we work. We are working and mm -hmm. living these days. Thank you. Well, uh, Dr. Pushtar, we, we can't say uh, that we understand and that we have never been through this, but we can say uh, that we send you our deepest empathy and want to really make sure we can get your messages out to all of our listeners uh, and also just continue to share with people what you are going through. I am so glad that you are uh, not yet hit. We hope you won't be hit uh, in your polyclinic, but when you describe this uh, hide and come back to work, hide and come back to work, we know the stress is enormous. I can't help but wonder uh, if you aren't going to be called into uh, service to uh, participate as a surge relief for the hospitals and the clinics that are hurt. Are you preparing for that? Do you anticipate that patients will be transferred to you who've been wounded uh, in the attacks? Do you have any excess capacity in terms of supplies and materials and staff uh, to be able to accept people from other areas? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, most of Rivne hospitals are preparing to accept a large number of injured patients. Yeah, they are ready. As for all medicines and uh, supplies, I'm just a primary care doctor and I can't tell you exact informations. If you want to know about our needs, I can contact the administration and uh, give you this information. As for our medical center, we have enough of medicines at the moment. I don't know what will gonna happen tomorrow. Maybe we will have some lack. <laughs> okay. No problem. The um, Can you tell us about how the Ministry of Health is doing and its ability to help coordinate uh, healthcare support across the country. Uh, has that communication been broken off or are you able to, uh, is the larger health system able to um, communicate across the country? Ministry of Health, um communicate with us, but also we Ukrainians quickly and efficiently organized ourselves. We have volunteer centers and um, everyday administration and volunteer centers uh, share the lists of medicines and other stuff that are needed. And people bring such stuff to volunteer centers and um, Rivne region helps to other regions of Ukraine with this stuff. Because other regions 
really need supply. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dr. Pochchar, we know the backbone of your polyclinic, uh, and particularly with your focus on primary care, of course, is its staff, your doctors and your nurses, your respiratory therapists, your pharmacists, uh, keeping uh, people uh, able to move forward, resilient while they know that their own families are suffering is one of the great leadership challenges of uh, any of us in healthcare. Tell us maybe a little bit about how you're keeping uh, your staff at your polyclinic uh, able to move forward. Are you meeting regularly as a group? Is there no time for that? Uh, are people trying to support each other? Uh, have you had staff who had to leave and, and go out of country to be with their families? Maybe share a little bit about the experience of your staff at the polyclinic. We are doing our best to support each other. We are doing our best to support our patients. And also patients support us. Mm -hmm. and, it, we, and we really appreciate it. They asked, what do you need? Can I help with something? Of course, we don't have some skills we don't know how to support correctly in such specific situation, but we just do our best. Speak with each other, ask, do you need something? How are you? And it really helps. Well, that that uh, is so important and it raises the question about everyone's mental health and whether or not there's enough support uh, to provide for people who are uh, in treatment for depression or anxiety, um, what what are you able to do? And are there any other types of interventions that could be helpful, perhaps telehealth or uh, other ways to um, uh, give some relief to the population, not only the population, but also to the workforce uh, at the at the clinic? Of course, everyone is stressed in Ukraine right now. Of course, it provokes different disorders, anxiety attacks, depression, uh, the compensation of chronic diseases. And I'm talking about patients and also I'm talking about doctors, mm -hmm. nurses. And of course, we have some knowledge and skills uh, how to assist in such situations and we do our best but we have some problems well, for example some people are afraid to go out um, because an air alarm could start on the way to the clinic and uh, what to do where to hide and that's why uh, some patients haven't got access to medical care. And uh, we just don't know what will happen tomorrow. And uh, so we stressed and upset a little bit. Yeah. Well, the stress uh, level must be just extraordinary for you, for your coworkers and for uh, all of your patients and all of the people in Ukraine. 
I, I was uh, struck in your opening comments when you talked about uh, how you're responding, uh, hiding as you need to, coming back out uh, to the clinic when you can. I heard that you've gotten some training from European Civil Protection and Humanitarian Aid Operations, uh, a group known as ECHO. Tell us, has this been helpful? Was that all just very recently or have you had that kind of emergency preparedness planning uh, along the way that uh, gave you at least some structure for how to respond in this situation today? ECHO gives us uh, necessary knowledge and skills. Um, we have Zoom meetings every two weeks. Uh, we listen to speakers and uh, discuss some problems with colleagues. Everyone can ask some question and get an answer. And uh, due to ECHO, I feel my colleagues' support and it inspires me. I really appreciate such Zoom meetings and thank you. <laughs> Well, we have, uh, our organizations have known each other for five years, uh, working on an echo with Dr. Rick Altiz. Uh, and we also give a, a, a thanks to Dr. Sanjeev Arora, uh, who's the founder of echo, but it's been so important uh, for all of us as an important tool uh, at, at all times, but more important in this times. I do wanna sort of note that the US Agency for International Development has sent disaster response team to Poland. Uh, it's coordinating the regional humanitarian response. Our uh, State Department is also providing nearly $54 million in additional assistance. But tell us on the ground, what more can we do? What's most critical in your mind in terms of the support people can provide around the world? It's hard to say. <laughs> I'm just a doctor, I'm not politic or military or a head of a hospital. Our greatest hope is to stop the war. Hmm. And of course, I think we will need some supply or medicines. It is enough right now, but it is only beginning the seventh day of the war. And uh, we appreciate the support of the entire world, which stand with Ukraine. And well, it is really important for us. Yeah. And, and Dr. Pukhtar, I, I hope you feel that support. We want to keep this line of communication uh, open with you here in the United States. There's a national network of community health centers uh, that care for almost 40 million people. I know that they are going to be very focused on what you are experiencing and going through and in terms of knowledge or skills uh, and other tangible resources, I know that we stand ready to try uh, and help you. I, I wonder if I could just ask, um, when these things happen, it's not like you weren't already fully busy doing what you were doing to try and meet the healthcare needs of the people that your polyclinic serves. I understand COVID has 
been uh, hugely problematic in your country as in the United States. Um, you likely have thousands of people with COVID uh, today. Babies continue to be born. People have their uh, emergencies. Do you feel like that level of uh, what we call the, the daily care, right? The, the nuts and bolts, do you have enough to continue uh, with that work that people are counting on you for? We are ready to continue all that we did before. And we do our best for doing it. Everyone is on his, her workplace. We work as we work before. And I want to tell you that on my work, I feel better. <laughs> Seriously, when I'm alone at home, it, it isn't comfortable. And here it's like an illusion of usual life. Well, thank you, Dr. Polkjar. And you, you are, as all Ukrainians are so brave uh, in this moment. And we want to thank our audience for joining us to talk about this Russian invasion. And also we're going to post for all Americans to see um, ways that you can help the Ukrainian people. And again, thank you so much. And to your colleagues uh, in your clinic, thank, thank them for their bravery and the work they do. Thank you. Well, thank you for making time. We really appreciate it. And it, it's such a, such a tragedy. And as you said, the most important thing is to end the war. And Mark, mm. I think we and uh, all of our colleagues can appreciate that in the midst of this, there is comfort uh, in being able to provide the kind of help that people need. And I so appreciate what Dr. Puktar and her colleagues are doing to continue every day serving on the front lines of healthcare. Yeah. And I think all of our colleagues who work in community health centers who are healthcare providers, I think we were just, our heart went out when she said, hide and then work, hide and hide, work. work. Hide, and work. And missing your family all the while. Yeah. Thank you, Katharina. Thank you so much. We'll stay in touch and uh, look forward to hearing from you on things that we can do uh, as the situation evolves. I hope everything will be all right and we will win. We will do anything to protect our native country. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you.